the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. Right here on AM 970, The Answer. A little rainbow to kick it off. Oh, yeah. This was, uh, what, the second version? I think Grant Bonnet, Jolyn Turner. I don't remember. Jealous Lover, great song. Richie Blackmore. Uh, they tried to be a little bit more commercial. Get some radio airplay. That was a very popular song on the radio. Can you believe, ladies and gentlemen, this is the 400th craft beer cast? That's right. I've been doing this since 2016. We have now hit 400 shows. It's pretty cool. Now, I'm not going to sit here and have accolades from people around the beer world and elsewhere. 400 shows is very cool. I'm proud of what I've done here over the last um, seven years. And we're moving into year eight very soon. February will be, you know, the start of year eight. So it's great. I love it. And every time I say to myself, I think this is uh, sort of run its course, something pops up that makes me say, no, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this. So I love it. And thank you, uh, all of you, for listening, your comments. Um, would love it if you could share this with people, get people to uh, uh, to write reviews and stuff. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and beg you. Once in a while, I'll mention it and would hope that... Um, you would tell two friends and so on and so on. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jack Maxwell, Meredith Thomas, they're going to join me in studio for two segments. Jack's new pilot show, A Spirit Quest, produced and directed by Meredith, has been nominated for a number of awards by the NYC Web Fest, uh, including Best Pilot Show, Best Host, and Best Guest Star, Sammy Hagar. Pretty cool. They only took 39 projects from around the world, over one thousand entries and only 39 of them were selected we'll get into it with both jack and meredith uh coming up in just a bit jack back on the program again after being on uh just about a month uh and a half ago which is really cool all right let's dive into news there's a lot of it dogfish head uh has some beers for the holidays you're doing a thanksgiving dinner and you want to do a beer pairing up with different foods we'll try out the crimson crew red ale paired with a classic charcuterie board uh this is a collaboration with uh browery rodenbach crimson crew um, is a Flemish red-brown ale aged in oak casks. It comes in at 7.1% ABV and uh, really uh, cuts well with the meats and cheeses that you would serve normally on a charcuterie board, which is really cool. Uh, Pennsylvania tux- uh, uh, Tuxedo Pale Ale paired with a rack of lamb. So this is the pale ale that's brewed with spruce tips, comes in at 8.5%. Um, the lamb has a lot of fattiness in it, and the dry-balanced bitterness of uh, this beer will cut through those fatty flavors. And then, of course, for dessert, you've got Worldwide Stout paired with a delicious chocolate cake of your choosing instead of the usual apple pie and pumpkin pie and all that other stuff. Uh, You're talking about a stout that's around 15 to 20% ABV, 
You want to sip that slow, and you want to enjoy um, that stout while you're having your chocolate cake, which is pretty cool. Uh, Some other breaking news. So Five Burrows Brewing, we found out, uh, has now been acquired by Finest Kind Brewing, which is the parent company of New Hampshire's Smutty Nose Brewing. Uh, Financial details of the transaction were not disclosed. The deal closed on October 23rd. It was announced to employees of both breweries uh, this past Tuesday afternoon. Uh, In the coming months, Five Burrows production will be shifted to Smutty Nose's facility in Hampton, New Hampshire. However, Five Burrows will maintain its tap room in the Sunset Park neighborhood of Brooklyn as an innovation-focused hub for small batch beers. Uh, Finest Kind wants to expand into other areas as well. Um, I'm sad about this, but I'm also happy at the same time. I'm glad that Five Burrows... Uh, was able to sell to a brewery that's going to keep it independent. They're going to keep operating their tap room there. They're sort of in an oasis. They're close to Industry City, but not too close. Can you walk it? Sure you can. But um, I always felt like there was nothing going on over there. Um, it, you know, like food, you know, <clears throat> other options were not available in that area. And it's sort of in a public transportation desert, I want to say. I think there's a bus that goes there, but there's really no train uh, that's close by. It's a, you know, it's a walk. Um, <clears throat> but I love the fact that they will still be there and they'll be brewing some small batch beers. It's a small place, but I love the guys at Five Burrows. I think they, they crank out some delicious beer, so kudos to them that they're at least not closing. We're going to get to a big brewery that's closing uh, at the end of the segment here. Trogues has announced the release of the most wonderful beer of the year. It's a festive variety pack, perfect for celebrating the holiday season. Uh, front and center in this 12-pack includes three cans of, uh, each of these. Uh, Mad Elf, alongside Perpetual IPA, and then included are two-pack exclusives. Naked Elf, a Belgian-style ale that's a stripped-down version of Mad Elf without the cherries, honey, and chocolate malt, and the brand-new Gingerbread Cookie Stout. It's a chewy, dark beer that harkens back to Grandma's time-honored cookie recipes, uh, it is perfect for sharing at holiday gatherings. It makes a great gift for beer-loving friends and family. Uh, it is available everywhere Trogues is sold. And to get into that holiday spirit, Trogues is hosting the most wonderful beer weekend at the brewery, centered around Mad Elf. The four-day event runs from Thursday, November 16th through Sunday, November 19th. The event will kick off on Thursday when Naked Elf and Gingerbread Cookie Stout hit tap lines in the tasting room. You can try a holiday flight of those two beers alongside Mad Elf and Mad Elf Grand Crew. It's a special director's cut of the beloved holiday ale. We mentioned it last week. Additionally, the snack bar will feature several Mad Elf-inspired dishes, including the return of fan favorite Mad Elf Fondue. Uh, on Friday in the General Store, Trogues is releasing a limited edition 16-ounce cans of Mad Elf with a special commemorative label featuring all the iterations of the iconic label art over the years. And the tasting room will also tap a fresh firkin of Blizzard of Hops Winter IPA at 5 p.m. Visitors can also enjoy a beer and cheese sampling with Clover Creek Cheese Cellar in the General Store on Saturday. And then Trogues will also be accepting new unwrapped toys as part of its perpetual giving campaign to benefit Hershey Cocoa Packs. Sunday, it's all about brunch with themed cocktails uh, and a lot of other cool stuff. Of course, for complete details, go over to the official Facebook event page for Trogues. But that is really cool. i got to get in touch with the guys from Trogues, see if they can send me a bunch of this stuff. I'd love to taste it and review it. They do such great stuff over at Trogues. And I have to, that week I'm off for Christmas, I definitely, I think I have to make a pilgrimage out there. Maybe go for the day and come back. Uh, i I got to look into that. Anyway, uh, Departed Souls, our good friend Brian Kulbacki, Doing a great job over in Jersey City. And with over 9,500 breweries in the United States, Jersey City's Departed Souls has risen to the top, being named the country's top gluten-free beer. 
Congratulations to them. Uh, Departed Souls, a dark night, a Cascadian dark ale or black India pale ale, brewed with 100% gluten-free ingredients, nominated by a panel of experts in a recent USA Today poll. Uh, There was voting for over a month, and they won out over uh, all of these different breweries that brew gluten-free beer. That is pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, congratulations to the owner and head brewer, Brian Kulbacki, because that is an amazing accomplishment. It's not the first time that the brewery in Jersey City uh, has been recognized as being tops in its category, especially for this black IPA. Uh, this, uh, you know, this was their first offering and one of their first offerings in 2015. It quickly won at the World Beer Cup in 2016, followed by another recognition at the Best of Craft Beer Awards. Um, Brian does an amazing job of making gluten-free beers. They also make you know, beers that have gluten in them. And what I love is that they'll use 12-ounce cans for beers brewed without gluten and 16-ounce cans for those with gluten. Very cool. Go check out the brewery, 150 Bay Street in Jersey City. They're open seven days a week. You can try pints as well as flights of 13-plus beers with four gluten-free options always available. JerseyCity.beer is the website for more information. And again, kudos to Brian uh, on that. Now... The last thing we're going to do before we take our break, Ecliptic Brewing. We just mentioned them last week about um, you know holiday parties and a new beer that came out, their anniversary party. But a couple mornings ago, I woke up and I get this message on Instagram from the owner and brewmaster, John Harris. Hi, all. Our business has been really challenging the past two years. We've encountered so many issues uh, that other small businesses have faced. A pandemic, rising cost of goods, supply chain issues, and the overall economic climate. It has gotten to the point where we are no longer able to continue operations, and the company has sold. The sale will allow me to pay back our debts <clears throat> Excuse me, and align the brand with a bigger entity to allow it to continue. Ecliptic Beer will still be available in stores and restaurants. I will still be involved in the Ecliptic ba- brand and beer development, just not in our current site. Thank you to all my staff, past and present, for pouring space in everyone's faces for the last 10 years. And a super thanks to all of you who have supported Ecliptic Brewing by enjoying our beers out in the world, as well as with food in our restaurant. Our restaurant will be open through Saturday, November 18th. Please come join us one last time and toast what has been a wild ride here on Spaceship Earth. Um, You know, I saw that uh, Beervania author Jeff Allworth had posted something. He was very upset, had no idea why this was happening, does not know much about it. Um, When we get the details and who they've sold to, we will certainly get that information to you. But here's a brand that's been around for 10 years and just couldn't, Make a go of it. And we're seeing this as a problem over and over and over again. Uh, the Inflation, cost of goods, all of it too high. People can't pay their bills. It's not a good situation. And things need to change. And this is a bad situation. And I am sorry to see that Ecliptic Brewing is closing their restaurant. The brand is, is sold. It'll go on in some way, but it won't be the same anymore. That's not good. When we come back after a short break, Jack Maxwell and Meredith Thomas will join me in the studio for two segments. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, uh, Van Halen, Sammy Hagar is the reason why we're playing that. And uh, I've got two guests in the studio right now. One who's been here before and a, a recent 
guest actually who's been here before, and there's a connection to Sammy Hagar, and we'll get to that in a second, and uh, a young lady who has not been here before, but he is the host of a number of different shows dealing with booze, like Booze Traveler, The Trip, uh, and also American Homecoming, a, a show about helping veterans um, fix their homes so that they can live in them, and on this Veterans Day weekend, what a, what a great thing if you want to check that out. But he's got a pilot right now. It's been nominated for a number of awards. It's taking place over the weekend, actually tonight, in fact, but of course we tape this show during the week, so if he wins, we'll let you know next week. Trust me. She is an actress, producer, and director. She describes herself in her Instagram bio as lady-in-waiting of lifetime movies. I love that. It's it's okay. I'll wait. 40 TV movies and counting. Now, let me welcome into the studio to the Craft Beer Cast a returning guest, Jack Maxwell, and Meredith Thomas, who's here for the first time. Jer- Jack, Meredith, thanks for coming in. How are you both? Hey, Al. Good to see you. Who goes first? You go first. I'm, I'm I've been here already. Go ahead. <laughs> Al, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, Spirit Quest with Jack Maxwell. We talked about it, Jack, uh, yes. last time you were here. But now that this pilot is an official selection for the 10th anniversary of the uh, New York City Web Fest, which was held this past weekend, what awards are, are it up? is it up for? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having us. This Absolutely. is great. It's always, always great to come back. And what an honor. And I'll tell you why. The 10th anniversary was a special one, apparently. Um, because they only took 36 projects, and there were well over 1,000 entries, I, I'm, I'm hearing. So it's like 3% or whatever. So I figured the cream of the crop, there's no way we're going to get nominated. It's good to just, it's an honor just to get in, right? Right, of course. And then we got nominated for three awards. Mm-hmm. One, best guest star being Sammy Hagar. Right. And he's great in this. You have to check it out if you get a chance. Um and then Best Pilot, mm-hmm. which Meredith helped me do as my producer and director. And then uh, this other one, I can't remember. I don't uh, know what it was. Best, best Host <laughs> uh, Solo Performance. Oh, that one, yeah. That one okay. for, for um, somebody named Jack Maxwell. I love it. I love it. Now, <laughs> essentially, Jack, this show is like Booze Traveler with a little twist to get to the heart and soul of America through the lens of a cocktail glass. Why is it that libations are the great elixir of getting to know someone? Yeah, it really is. To me, it's like a big liquid hug. If you're willing to sit down with someone over a cocktail, as we used to say at the beginning of Booze Travel, sit down with a stranger over a couple of cocktails and the whole world opens up. But it's true. And everyone understands that. When you're willing to say, hey, let's sit down and have a drink, there's, there's something presumed. That, that there's a certain brotherhood or sisterhood there. Mm-hmm. If you sit down with someone, things are okay. You, you'll never believe going around the world, even people who didn't speak English, and a lot of them don't, of course. We had a translator. But once they said, this guy wants to sit down and talk to you. Oh, yeah? What does he want to talk to you about? And he wants to have a drink with you. Oh, okay, whatever he wants to talk about. Right. That's right. That's right. It's so funny. I was at my local uh, bar uh, the other day, and I sat down. I was meeting with somebody. He was dropping some beers off to me. And uh, a guy said, they, uh, the bartender poured me a beer, and it was right, right at the very top. And I didn't want to, like, move the glass because I didn't want to spill the beer. And there's a guy sitting next to me who just walked in, and he sees me sliding the glass very gently over so I could take that sip without spilling the beer. And he goes, oh, that looks like a man who's serious about his beer. I said, I'm serious about all my booze. How about you? And he goes, I do that with my maker's mark. And he slid the glass to him so he could take a sip of his maker's mark because no it was a little too far to the top. And we had a conversation. And so- you know what that's called? I was at a place called Three Little Bottles 
in Amsterdam okay. where Rembrandt drank. Mm-hmm. Th- that's how old this is. Wow. So they had this thing, a precursor to gin called Yeniver, or with, with a G. It looks like Jennifer, okay. right? And this was how it originated as Jennifer or Yeniver and became gin much later. And what they do there, they have a little uh, tulip glass that they fill, overfill, so that it looks like it's going to spill if you breathe on it. That's called the meniscus. And so you you put your hands behind your back uh-huh. and you bend down and the bar was quite low it was it was shorter back then <laughs> right. so it's quite a go to a way to go to bend right. and then you sip it gently until it goes below the point where you can pick it up with your hands that's tradition cool. but yeah next time someone does that to you say hey what's with the meniscus but that's okay no complaints right more booze and they may and they may think meniscus my knee's fine no 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 exactly. well, that's, that's yeah. what I thought too <laughs> what are you talking about my knees how can you see my knees from back there? We're talking with Jack Maxwell and Meredith Thomas, the host and producer, director of this new pilot called Spirit Quest. It's been nominated for a number of awards, including the best pilot, best host, best guest at the NYC Web Fest. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, all right, Meredith, I'm turning it to you here. I did my research with a special thanks to Jack here. First, you were initially raised in Alaska. You left the 49th state when you were seven. What was the experience like? Oh, my goodness. I, I was going to say, do you want to try to pronounce the name? No, I, okay. that's why I didn't even write it in there. <laughs> I can't pronounce it myself. It was When I lived there, it was called Barrow. So I say Barrow, Alaska, but it has now gone back to its um, um, Inuit name, more specifically Inuit, mm-hmm. um, the Inuit tribe that lived there. So my parents had signed up to teach Native Americans when they were fresh-faced, right out of college, idealistic um teachers and they uh, they uh I guess my mom said hey let's not go be on uh you know a hot place reservation in mm-hmm. in Arizona and let's let's go to um Alaska so it was we're talking a lot of years ago I'm sure, not gonna, no. I'm not going to date myself too much here but we're talking a lot of years <laughs> ago in this village and um uh when my parents moved up, there were still dog sleds in every yard. I I was raised with you know, t- 24 hours of darkness all winter, t- daylight all summer. I mean, mm-hmm. you really understand the cabin fever mm-hmm. when when you have come out of 40 below zero in darkness yeah. for that many months. Yeah. Um, and since we talk about alcohol, it there's there it's a dry village. The wow. alcoholism. Oh, wow. So you can right. bring, you can bring it in, but there's no local bars. To right, go get sit it. Down. The darkness, I can put up with the cold. Forget it. Dog sled. No, no booze. That's <laughs> yeah, it. I'm that's out. it. No, but I get it because alcoholism is a big problem mm-hmm. uh, in Alaska because obviously of the you know the daylight and the, and the and the darkness and stuff. So that is that is a big deal. But I I want to shift gears for a second here. The other thing that is really cool in your bio that I saw, Meredith, you are second only to Vivica A. Fox in appearances in Lifetime movies. How many Lifetime movies have you been in? Oh, my goodness. I think, I mean, I, I think I say, I, I think I need to recount, but I think I say, in my, as you mentioned in my Instagram bio, I think mm-hmm. I say over 40 and counting. So, um, wow. yeah, the, it keeps growing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, and now I've just started doing some second unit directing. So, mm-hmm. um, like, so I've done now nine second unit directing, and some of those that second unit direct – I'm also in. So cool. Now, for those that don't understand, uh, what is a second unit director 
in, lay, in layman's terms, in, in terms of a production. So it's that it's a lot of the stuff that you see that doesn't have the actors in it. So street scenes, um, uh, a shot of like a shot of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the set. So usually the principal cast is not in it. Um, it's it creates the um, the atmosphere of 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 where you are. So it, you see it in between scenes, the outside of a bar, um, even some car scenes, that kind of thing. But um, and yeah. all of it integral parts of uh, obviously yeah, the production because cutting, you need those things. That, yeah, creating the whole scene of a movie understanding uh, where where you are mm-hmm. and we could you, we could shoot a whole scene here and not understand that right outside of us is a bustling city that right. with a life of its own so um that Cause you need be. those establishing shots mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me you need those establishing shots obviously as you're creating the story of the narration of the you know of the of the drama right. so that's uh, very important we're talking with Jack Maxwell Meredith Thomas the host and producer director of this new pilot it's called Spirit Quest it's been nominated for a number of awards, including Best Pilot, Best Host, and Best Guest at the New York City Web Fest here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Let's take a quick break. We're going to dive into some more stuff uh, with Jack and Meredith right after this, including now we have this sag after deal, and obviously both of you being actors and, and uh, you know directors and producers. I want to get your thoughts on that. We'll talk about that and some other things right after this on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. My guests in studio right now, Jack Maxwell, Meredith Thomas. Uh, Jack, of course, the host. Meredith, the producer-director of a new pilot called Spirit Quest. It's been nominated for a number of awards at the New York City Web Fest. Now, uh, we mentioned it earlier, Jack. Uh, the pilot is up for awards this weekend, one of them being the special guest on the program uh, in one Sammy Hagar. You told the story last time, but get, do me a favor. Tell the story again about how you ended up uh, meeting Sammy and then him ending up doing uh, this portion of the pilot. Yeah, it's such a strange story. He, first of all, he's such a good guy. Yeah. He's just really down to earth. What you see with him is what you get. I know that's a cliche, but right. he, there's no airs about him at all. Yep. He's just, it was it's such a pleasure to, uh, to get to know him a little bit. I was on a cruise, my first and only cruise, and I get a text. I'm in Cabo. We're about to leave. But I posted the day before that I was in Cabo doing this and that, what right. have you. And I get a text. Hey, Jack, it's Sammy Hagar. Um, big fan of your show. If you're still in Cabo, why don't you come by, say hi, I'd love to meet you, or something along those lines, right? right? <laughs> of course, I did what anybody would do. Get the hell out of here. Who's this? <laughs> are you are you messing with me, Frankie? Is this right. you, Frankie? Or whoever, you know? Uh, and he says, no, man, it's really me. Long story monotonous. We met, talked, all of that. Right. And he said, uh, hey, if you're ever doing anything, I'd love to be on it. I said, oh, ho, ho, let me create something for Sammy. So I, I was coming up with this idea anyway. This is like booze travel, the spirit mm-hmm. quest. Less about the booze, although it's still about the booze. More about the people and their experiences and right. how they feel, you know, that interaction, mm-hmm. which was, I think, really carried booze travel. The, the, the drinks just got us into the scene. Sure. But it's always been about the people. You know, I'd come back, Al, from, from trips around the world, and they'd ask me about Madagascar, or Tanzania, or Taiwan, or right. Ireland, and I'd always 
they say, tell us stories. And I always end up telling stories about the people I met, not the things I saw. Right. Or the places I went, the monuments, the museums, the mountains. It was never about that. It was mm. always about the people. So I thought I would tweak Booze Traveler and make it a little more people-centric. So Sammy... Uh, said, hey, let's put this together, and we did, and he was so generous with his time, and he has this great beach bar rum. Right, uh, uh, canned cocktail drinks, yeah. and, rum, and he's and got his own rum. And... Really great. I mean, I yeah. really liked them. I even said off camera that these are fantastic. I drink them to this day. Excellent. Uh, so I met him on a fluke, and uh, it was just, that's the wonderful thing about what we do, right? right. This art, this entertainment, Anything can happen. We hold out for the promise of maybe, and sometimes it's magical. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I want to shift gears here for just a moment because I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. As of this taping, we have a new deal uh, between SAG-AFTRA and the actors. Both of you are actors, obviously, and Meredith directs, and, you know, Jack, you produce, and all this other stuff. You, um, this was a tough negotiation, the longest strike, I think, in, in the... 118 in, days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a long time. strike ever. Yeah. I mean, that a lot of people were out of work. Um, are you both pleased with the deal, Meredith? I'm going to start with you first. You know, the specifics um, are not really out there, but mm. I, I do have faith and I do have some really good friends on the negotiating committee who I trusted, and I actually went out. Um, I should not have because I got on a plane yesterday, right. but I did go out on um, on Wednesday night and mm. sell and and just and give one of my friends, Kevin E. West, who's a uh, union guy and negotiator, I just had to give him a hug and say thank you and see a bunch of the strike captains and give them hugs and say thank you. And so I do trust that they they did a deal that's in our best interest mm. and um yeah i i agree. I'm, i think that they did the right thing we needed to strike mm. and um and i trust that they didn't that those all those days were not in vain yeah, and- i trust our i trust fran i trust our negotiating um, committee, and I think I think we're we're going to be happy, and we're going to be so happy to get back to work. I, I know that the biggest sticking point of all the negotiations was artificial intelligence, which is a big deal, obviously for all of you. I mean, you don't want somebody using your image and profiting off of it without you getting some type of you know money back from it. I mean, that's a that's a big deal, and I'm I'm glad that you guys held out and and fought for that because that's something that's very important. I mean, yeah, I agree. You know, and I, I I think that Fran Drescher deserves a lot of credit. I think they underestimated her, <laughs> and she's yep. a, she's a tough New York girl. <laughs> I mean, she I wouldn't want to uh, negotiate against her, <laughs> and she really held out for what she thought we deserved. I think right. other times, you know, it's always a negotiation, but maybe other times we caved because we wanted to get back to work, or you see some grumblings and all of that. She mm. really held the membership together. Uh, and fought for what she thought we deserved, what we all deserved, and so many people were part of that. But I give her a lot of credit, and it's good to be back. Yeah, and you know, whenever in every negotiation, you're not always going to get every single thing that you want. But if you can help the majority of the people that you're representing, that's that's always a win. Uh, we're talking with Jack Maxwell, Meredith Thomas, host, producer, director of this new pilot called Spirit Quest. It's been nominated for a number of awards including Best Pilot, Best Host, and Best Guest at the New York City Web Fest that's taking place over the weekend. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jack, you had mentioned um, during our first break um, that one of the stories in Spirit Quest deals with the oldest 
craft brewery in the, is it the Native American land? I, I, I want you to dive into the story a little bit more about how uh, you went to this place and learned the story about uh, this brewery. Sure. We shot in the San Diego area. Okay. And along with Sammy Hagar being a guest star and a haunted bar and all these other wonderful things and the right. beach, everything, the amusement park, uh, the oldest amusement park uh, in in California, I believe. Mm-hmm. But one place we went to was fascinating to me. I really wanted to do this, and it took a while to put it together. But it's the oldest uh, or very first owned and operated on-reservation Native American brewery in the United States. Wow. Is this called, in Temecula? R- yes, Rincon, okay. Road, Rincon Road Reservation. Okay. Is that where it is in Temecula? I know it's just outside is- of San Diego. Because um, I know Temecula has a has a Native American base. I'm not exactly sure, so I'm I'm taking a guess here. And by the way, for those that are listening in San Diego, it's San Diego Beer Week this week, so oh, this wow. is the perfect you know perfect. sort of way to you know keep keep things moving along here. Yeah, so. and they have these wonderful craft beers. You know, yeah. a lot of um, you know beers made from hops and a bunch sure. of other things, but they have. Uh, uh, special hops that's, that's just that, that very few people use, and it gives it such a unique taste. I'm so proud. Uh, and Rick over there, if, if you go to the Rincon Road Reservation Brewery, uh, say hi to Rick Mazzetti. He's a great cat. He really had us. Uh, you know, he's a he's a great host for us. Right. I tried all these beers, but it's a fascinating story. And he is, in his words, half white, half Indian. That's the word he uses, okay. and he's very comfortable with that. And he's in. Was, we go into really, like you say, the personality of and the person of this guy mm-hmm. who he was too white for his Indian friends and too Indian for his white friends, wow. so we had to fight it out with everybody. Oh, but as he says, it made him who is a fascinating story, and I hope you guys get to check it out. It's um, Is it at spiritquestwithjackmaxwell.com? Is it up there at that link? Miss Producer, do you know? You want to Google it real quick? Well, I don't see? think the pilot, you're not going to be able to see. Right. The pilot is not released yet. So you can you can find some sizzle out there. In well, the you world. could find me then at, uh, um, what's my Instagram? Southie Jack, right? Southie Jack. Jack. S, yeah. But it's S-O-U-T-H-I-E. Right. J-A-C-K, not selfie, Southie Jack on Twitter and Instagram. Reach out to me and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. definitely going to hit the brewery up because I'm planning another trip to San Diego again. And I almost pulled the trigger on a trip for next April right around my birthday. And my wife is like, you're going by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I might have to because I might have to do some <laughs> some exploring. But that's, that's something You'll I'm going to keep in it, the back I- of my head. Now, if the pilot, by the way, this leads into my next question, if it if it does get picked up, uh, by a network, will the show be U.S. centric, or will you go wherever the spirits guide you? <laughs> Great question. Well, it's really up to the network or the streamer or the cable service. Mm-hmm. Uh, a domestic show, I think there is so much left untouched in America where we can go, whether it's moonshiners or beer makers sure. or whiskey or bourbon and all of that. I would love to explore explore more of the United States. On Booze Traveler, I did 73 total episodes. And not all of them, you know, were international, but most of them were 50 or 60 anyway. So I'd really like to explore the states. However, if the buyer says, hey, listen, we want to make this international, we'll do that. But I love the United States. I love our country. And I think there's so many places to hit up. I'd love to show anyone willing to watch and all the people who love booze and love people and love America. I'd love to show them what they're missing. All right. Final question for the both of you. Meredith, I'm going to start with you first. If you could pick one place to travel to for the best spirits in the world, where would it be and what spirit would you choose? Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> I'm not going to hold you to the spirit, but what would be well, the one place I that you should, would want to? I should tell you mm. that the irony of me being the director and producer of Spirit Quest is I am over 10 years sober. Wow. Yes. So, and don't feel bad for no, me. No, no. No, no, and I'm, I'm the listeners too, because I did everything and had every experience around it. Like, I I loved it. Sure. <laughs> and so when I had the conversation with myself about getting sober, I thought, are you going to miss anything? No. You've, you've, you've done it all. Right. Like, you've, so, um. So in that regard, I would say I have not spent a lot of time in France. Very brief trips. Okay. So I would say um, let's let's get me to the south of France with a really nice um, with a really good nice bubbly. Um, uh, bubbly, non-alcoholic uh, something. Listen, well, there's no, plenty of stuff. No, no, but there's plenty no, of stuff to do there in France that. without booze. But no, but I'm saying going back to that light. Let's oh, get okay, me, okay. Let's get me. Let's get me like a really glass of something, um, bubbly and alcoholic, sitting in the south of France. Sounds good, <laughs> Jack. Yeah, it's always been like that to me too. Well, it's not what I drink. Uh, it's who I'm drinking it with, right? right? It's always been like we eat to sustain our bodies, but we drink for our souls. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the experience, the aesthetic. You know, I very rarely ever just sit at home and start drinking, right? right. It, it depends where I am and who I'm with. And that's everything to me. So I think it's a great idea, the south of France or Tahiti or some islands. Something about sitting on the beach mm-hmm. with a cocktail, looking out mm-hmm. to that peace of mind, the mm-hmm. waves, the the palm trees blowing in the the white sand and the sound of seagulls that to me is the best place to have a drink although as you know I'll probably drink anywhere ah I see I love it nothing better my guests have been Jack Maxwell and Meredith Thomas in studio Meredith Thomas excuse me in studio host producer producer and director easy for me to say of this new pilot called Spirit Quest it's been nominated for a number of awards at the New York City Web Fest Jack Meredith thanks so much for joining me in studio tonight very much appreciate thanks Thank Alice you, great Al. to be here as always good to see you you good to see you up next it's time for suds and duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 the answer Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer: The Eagles. Take it easy. Lead vocals by Glenn Fry, the late Glenn Fry, whose uh, birthday was earlier uh, this week, and somebody that we sorely miss. I mean, just an absolute travesty as to how he passed. Um, you know, getting an infection in the hospital and uh, all, all this kind of stuff. Just, just a really, really. Um, Sad story. And the Eagles are have embarked on their final tour uh, together as a band. Um, that's not to say I don't think that Don Henley won't be doing some solo stuff and uh, Joe Walsh, et cetera, et cetera. But the Eagles as a group are on their final tour right now. I did not see them when they came around. It's just not the same without Glenn Fry. 
I, I mean, I like Henley. I like Joe Walsh. It, to me, it's just not the same without uh, Glenn Fry. And we'll leave it at that. Um, before we get to Suds and Duds, and it's so funny how both of these worlds sort of collide with one another. The first beer that I'm reviewing actually has to do with what I want to mention here. Uh, we've got some news from Hops for Hope from the Lost Tavern. Uh, so they do this uh, event every year. Uh, this year it was in September. Usually it's in October. Uh, but Hops for Hope uh, was back in late September, and they did this event where they raised money for pediatric cancer. I love going to this event every year. Uh, they, it's only two hours of you know basically open drinking with a bunch of, of different breweries that get involved in this collab, and some great breweries, by the way. Um, but what's great is they donate 100% of the proceeds to pediatric cancer. So I'm happy to buy a ticket. It's just it's worth it, knowing that all of my money is going to pediatric cancer is awesome. So here from the Lost Tavern, uh, they posted on Facebook the other day, thanks to you and the incredible breweries and sponsors involved again this year, we are super excited to announce that we have surpassed our record year of funds raised for the kids despite this year's Hops for Hope Fest being held with pending and then actual torrential downpours. In another year-long effort, we will be donating $33,000 to the fight against pediatric cancer in 2023, raising our total donated to date to over $100,000. We are forever thankful to all involved and insanely humbled to experience the love and support that surrounds this event each year. Kudos to you guys, Lost Tavern. That is awesome. Thirty-three grand they raised this year and a total of a hundred thousand dollars so far and what have they been doing the event what is it four years i think three years four years something like that that is pretty pretty awesome and i'm grateful that my small little contribution is able to help in the fight of pediatric cancer because you know what we need to eradicate all cancers and i'm a big supporter of that speaking of which hops for hope 2023 that's the first beer that starts off suds and duds uh, just a perfect beer in the after in in, in the backyard uh, for a perfect afternoon. I uh, had a cigar. It was gorgeous weather. This was a couple of weeks back, uh, late October, where it was really nice. One of the last days where you could really take advantage uh, of really really good good weather, and um, just a great beer, hazy, juicy, everything you want, and just a just a great collab by everybody uh, involved. Then uh, followed up with an al dente by Talea. Uh, just a great Pilsner, great Italian-style Pilsner, crisp, uh, exactly what you want out of a Pilsner, and uh, pairs great with a cigar. Uh, then I went over to Paragon Tap and Table while I was waiting for some takeout and uh, drank the uh, Brick City Flower Jams, which is fantastic. This is an outstanding collaboration from two really great breweries. So I think this is Bricks. I want to say this is either Bricks and Autodidact or Bricks and Oak Flower. I'm pretty sure it's one or the other, and I, I don't remember which, and I, I forgive me on that one. I think it's autodidact, but I, I could be wrong. Um, speaking of which, no, I think it's Oak Flower. And then I had an autodidact beer right after that, uh, Ur- uh, Usurper. Sa- uh, soft, nice, flowery note, delicious. Uh, I have not been to autodidact yet. It's off in Morris Plains off of Route 10. Um, absolutely need to get over there. Uh, they're making some great stuff. Um, I'm hoping to get over there at some point, uh, but this is a fantastic beer, and I love what Bricks does. So, I mean, it's just just a wonderful, um, some really good stuff is coming out in New Jersey, which I love. Um, then I was down in Asbury Park. Uh, we had another warm day um, a few weeks back, and um, we took my mother-in-law out because she wanted to see the beach. We got her out. We brought her down and um, ended up eating at uh, one of the places inside Asbury Park. 
in the um, in the convention center there, and uh, had a this town by Carton, uh, just a solid beer. I mean, just a solid lager. It's great. Uh, always good to have uh, a Carton beer, uh, especially when it's available, whether it's on tap or in cans. Um, this is one that I picked up um, at a liquor store in Westfield. It's the same guy. I think it's the same guy who owns uh, Witty's. Opened this place up in um, Westfield, and I, I can't remember the name. I'm sorry, but um, I like beers from the Vale, and um, this one uh, was was interesting. A coconut. Um, I guess this is a coconut stout. Yeah, I guess yeah. Technically, it's a stout, right? So uh, this is uh, Coconut Lord Hornswoggler uh, by the Vale. Big thick chocolate hit on this. It's supposed to have toasted coconut in it. Um, the coconut's there. It was not overpowering. It was a tasty beer. Don't get me wrong. Poured very thick in the glass. Um, but wh- I think what I was, I-, I think I wanted more coconut out of this. I think the chocolate sort of overpowered the coconut. And you got notes of coconut in there. You could smell it. It was not overpowering. And again, coconut, I've, we've talked about it on this program before. Coconut is one of those very tricky ingredients you have to watch out for. I know Bolero Snort a couple of years ago did a great coconut um, uh, flavored beer. I believe it was a stout. And they used fresh coconut in it, and they were having issues with cans exploding because of the way the sugars reacted. Um, and I remember one can, I remember opening it up in the, uh, in the sink, and it exploded on me. I cut my hand. It was a, it was a bad situation. But, um, but I knew the risks going in, so I mean, what are you going to do? And I know that when um, Tim Pewitt was making... His uh, coconut, uh, imperial coconut stout, um, he was using fresh coconut and was having the same issue when he was bottling it. I think he finally, he figured, I forgot what he did to figure it out to tamper it down. But it's one of those things where it's tricky. But this one, I really wanted to see more coconut there. I enjoyed the beer. I drank it. It was great. But I really wanted more coconut out of that. And I don't know, you know, maybe... Maybe it was warm and then in the cooler. I I don't know. Uh, But when I bought it, it was cold and I brought it home pretty quick, so... I don't know why, I don't know why I wasn't getting the coconut there. Go figure. Uh, Maine to Maine. This was a beer that I picked up at Lost Tavern. Uh, German style Pilsner, solid beer. Love that it's in twelve ounce cans. It's one of those you know you put you, you can you can drink it pretty quick, which is great. Um, and I love that. I love uh, you know a Pilsner in a twelve ounce can. Sometimes you want a beer in a twelve ounce can. Again, I, I've said this before. Sixteen ounce. You, you get through about 12 to 13 ounces, maybe 14 ounces, and those last two ounces sort of are warm if it's a beer that you're not drinking quick enough. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's a big deal. Uh, Autumn Landscape 23 by Industrial Arts Brewing. They just moved out of their original location to their new place, I think in Beacon? I think it's in Beacon. I'm, uh, I'm, again, I'm off the top of my head. Um, but their original location was not too far from West Point, and in this, like, industrial area, and they closed it. I, I'm sad to see that go. I, it was a great visit when I was there, but it's just an excuse that I probably have to get up uh, in that area a little bit more. Autumn Landscape 23, solid fest beer. Great lager. Uh, really, really nice. Um, enjoyed this one a lot. Glad I bought a four-pack of this at that same liquor store in Westfield because uh, it was definitely uh, worth it. And then finally, uh, alone to the third power by The Vale, a dank and delicious slight bite on this one. Uh, this was a 10-ounce pour, if I'm not mistaken, that I had on draft at, at Paragon. Um, really, really good. I mean, the Vale makes some good stuff. And definitely uh, not something that you want to miss um, if you have the ability uh, to grab it. It is just a solid beer. Uh, I am so happy for um, the Lost Tavern and the amount of money that they raised 
for pediatric cancer, $33,000 this year, a total of 100000 over the last three, four years. That is unbelievable. Kudos to them. It's just, it warms my heart. It really does. Because cancer is something we need to fight. We have some cures for cancer. We have some that will be in remission. We can keep them in remission for a long period of time. But um, the bottom line is we need to continue that fight to eradicate all cancers, whether it's Hodgkin's lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, breast cancer, lung cancer, pancreatic cancer, uh, colon cancer, all of these things. We need to fight it, and you need to go get checked too. That's my PSA for the week here. Go get checked. Get your colonoscopy. It's important. Um, If you're not feeling right, go get checked. Get those scans. Yes, they're going to cost money if you have health insurance. Use it. Don't don't just put it aside. Because the longer you put it aside, it may be too late if you catch it. And there you go. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guests, Jack Maxwell and Meredith Thomas. Thanks, guys, for coming in studio. Good luck on the pilot show, Spirit Quest, produced and directed by Meredith, hosted by Jack Maxwell. It's been nominated for a number of awards by the NYC Web Fest. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>